Uh, how does it feel to live an uncommon life? I think you're going to get a lot out of this tonight. It's just really effective prayer, and we'll share some testimonies. And so um, the whole idea, Nathan and I were talking about this a lot. I'm going to have him share a testimony after you watch this video. But uh, here's, man, how do I say this without? um, It's all about, see, a son and a daughter a son and a daughter to a, to a Jewish mind, the, the guys who were actually writing scriptures at the time, was everything. Is, is, if you were a son or a daughter, that means that you were perfectly loved in the house and everything the father has is yours. And this idea of I have to work for my blessing, slavery, all these things, that all, all through scriptures it's types and shadows of throw out the old one. You know, Galatians 4, it says throw out that old covenant which makes you a slave, which is I have to do things in order to be loved. And he says, throw that thing out. The new covenant is all promise and it's spirit. You guys know that, right? And so I, w- I would tell you this is, um, and really just all the webinars and everything I've done over the last couple of weeks, I'm like, gosh, it's when people, here's what's happened. And, and uh, I would just encourage you to, if you don't understand anything else, how, how would a loving father treat his kids? And how would a loving husband treat his wife? And it'll eliminate most of the weird questions you guys have about, the Bible says, I'm like, it says lots of things you don't want it to say, I promise you. And you've elevated the Bible over Jesus. And Jesus came to correct scripture, if you go look at it. The whole Sermon on the Mount is, the Bible says this, but that's not accurate. Let me tell you, this is what's accurate. You guys understand what I'm saying? Because if you understand love, it's like Sula and Rico with your kids. When they're loved, when they're born, they don't know one Bible verse. They haven't earned a thing, right? They, they go to the bathroom in their diapers. And what do you do? You love them, right? They haven't done a thing. And I, I, this is where I was sharing with several people uh, this week. I said, you know, because they're going, well, don't you want them to know all this? And I'm like, um, the most important thing I want my kids to know is that they're loved by their mom and dad because they're going to be healthy and functional. If they don't know anything else but they know that, how many of you guys know in society they're going to be okay? And you know that, being you know, done social work, etc. If people come out of a family where they don't know they're loved, but they know every Bible verse, are they a mess or are they a mess? They're a mess, like a mess. And so I would just go, know you're loved? And like the early church says, is if there's a scripture that you don't understand and it looks like I have to do anything besides just receive my inheritance, make it bow to the love of Jesus Christ because the, the word of God is not that book. The word of God is Jesus Christ. The word of God came in the flesh. Nowhere in your, we were talking about this a lot, nowhere in your book it says that book is the word. Nowhere. That's just what we've made up. It says Jesus is the word and he came in the flesh to correct the scriptures. It says, we've seen in types and shadows by the prophets of old that wrote the old covenant stories. They saw pieces. Now Jesus came and he spoke to us directly. And if you don't see Jesus doing something there, you won't see him doing it now because he's the same yesterday and today. Ever. You guys believe that? And it says, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father and you've seen the fullness of God in a body. So just what would love do? What would Jesus do? You got it. Does that help? And I'll help you kind of just with prayer and stuff tonight. So anyway, I want to show you one thing. Some of you, how many of you guys um, saw that U.S. Open? Uh, Bianca Andreescu. And give Brad Jerzak a hard time because he sent out this thing. He's like, a Canadian while ago. It's the first time ever. So, <laughs> so welcome to the club. We've had about 100. No, I was just giving him a hard time. So anyway, uh, uh, it's, it's fun. He, he and I are going to hang out tomorrow, which is just good. Um, but I, I sent that, he, he sent a video out, and I'm, I want to show you because she practices prayer. And so here's what she says. So she's 19, last year she was 100 and something in the world, nowhere, not even on the map. So she beats uh, Serena Williams. And I want you to see what she says in this clip real quick. So we can, we can roll that clip. And, you know, talking about the power of visualization and one's mind, you use that. You thought about this moment over and yes. over again. You visualize yes. it. She even visualized, and I think you made a, a phony check, yes. winning check for the yes. U.S. Open, right? No kidding, really? Yeah, so um, I started meditating and using creative visualization when I was about 12 or 13 years old. My amazing mother, who's uh, somewhere here over there, introduced <laughs> me to it. 
she? Where's your dog? Coco. We saw your dog and on your TV. Your dog's there too. Yes. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a very powerful tool to have. You can create your own reality with your mind. So I tried my best to feel myself winning this trophy. And uh, when I was 15, I did write myself a check for. Uh, well, back then it wasn't 3.8 million, but every year, <laughs> every year I kept increasing it, and for it to actually become a reality is crazy. She saw the result, and she said, I tried to feel what it would feel like receiving that check. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? That's prayer. And we're going to go through that tonight. We'll go through a little of the, the quantum physics, etc. And I really want to try correct, because I still think most people, this is how they pray, and this, it's okay, because this is how you've been taught, but I, I want you to see... If you're not getting the results you want in prayer, are you open to correction, maybe? Are you open to maybe try it a different way? Does that make sense? Because most people do this. They ask God for whatever blessing, heal, prosper, whatever, and then they wait for it to happen to them. Is that pretty accurate for most people? And like I was sharing, King David and I were talking about this, you know, the Hebrews didn't have a future tense. They had past tense. So if they wanted to say something happened, they would, if they're praying about something, they said, since it's already happened, this is how I would feel. Because scripture says, if you ask, you might receive it. You shall receive it so that your joy may be full, right? And so prayer is simply, if I, it's, it's literally designing exactly what you want your life to look like. So when you pray, know what you want your life to look like. Believe you already have received it, past tense, then you'll have it. It's this interesting thing of no time and space where it literally collapses time and space. So prayer is not begging God to do something. Prayer is going, I know I'm a, a joint heir, perfectly loved son and daughter, and I can truly decide what I want my life to look like. And if I've, and if I've prayed, I, I did receive it, is what it says. And so how would I act? How would I feel knowing that what my prayer has already been granted? So you see yourself and feel yourself as if your prayer has already been granted. So, it, for instance, um, if you're looking for, uh, oh, this, this will be a good time, then I'll bring you up right after this, okay? Because, uh, no, I want you to. Is that okay? Unless you don't want to. No, you, it's, it, it'll help people. It'll help, honestly, it'll help people. He, he, he received 100 grand in a week. Don't you know how he did it? Anybody want to know that? It might perk you up, right? So, uh, um, but uh, here, I, there's a testimony, and, and uh, I asked if I could share it because I'm not going to use names just to, but you guys know who you are, and some of you guys here. So I get this call, and I was literally walking into a meeting, and, um, and it was pretty serious medical condition. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm talking to the lady who, and I was like, listen, and it was a really pretty serious medical condition for her friend. And I said, listen, you know what? I, I little, I'm so sorry. i got to run into a meeting. But if you do what I'm trying to tell you right now, it works. I'm telling you, this is what prayer is. And so I told her, I said, so what are you praying for? And it was a, a mental condition, a mental health condition. And, um, and I said, so you want, you want God to heal this condition, right? Because it was pretty upsetting right now. And it was, you could see traumatic. She sent a video. It's like, here's what's going on right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty serious. So um, I said, if you can, see yourself sitting in the living room with your friend. And she's talking to you and going, thank you for being here for me. I'm perfectly whole. My mind is perfectly great. Thank you for being here. I said, now, how would you feel when that prayer is already answered? Put yourself in that position where you're actually seeing and feeling that end result, because it says, if you've already have it, that means you already have it, right? So we're not waiting for God to do it. It's you have it. So anyway, um, oh, it's, I wish I could look at the people here because it's so good, but I don't want to do it because I just said I wouldn't use names. And so it says, um, my friend has made a miraculous recovery. She's thinking clearly and making sense. She needs help putting the misses, missing pieces together from the last two weeks, but the last time this happened years ago, it was more than six weeks before she was even aware people were in the room. I was expecting a miracle the very first night, and when that didn't happen, honestly, I was a little discouraged. But I kept picturing her well, happy, healthy, thankful. See, this is such a difference for how most of us have been taught. We're like, please, God, do this for me, versus no, see it as if it's already done. Happy, healthy, thankful, and that's exactly what's happened, five exclamation points. 
picturing things we could do together when she gets better, and that's what I told her friend and her mom to do. There's a lot more to this story. Her family has just about abandoned her, and there's just me and one other friend. Her mother's very old and lives in a different state, but the three of us believe Jesus is the key to all of this, and I told them what you told me to do and how you told me to pray. This is going to end up being just as much a blessing for the unbelieving side of my family as my friend. Because she said, here's what we did. This is how we prayed. Because they're going, this is a miracle. Like she, one time she was out of her mind, and now she's healthy in a two-week span. Didn't happen immediately, right? But she kept, she kept on seeing and feeling as if it's already done. We'll keep you posted, but thank you so much for helping me and the friend that I love so much. And then, then I asked her, I said, can I share this? And uh, she said, yes, things are actually even way, way better than the last time I talked to you, since, since when she sent me that. So all good things and blessed. She is so clear in her mind, and it's so quick. It really is a miracle. Three exclamation points this time. She's getting used to the miracle now. So anyway, is that good? Is that good? So I just want you to know this is happening all over the place. And so anyway, um, I'm going to put Nathan on. Which mic do you want, Beth? Matt's? Okay. Nathan, come on up, bud. They, they said you have to come up here so they can see you. So anyway, it's my, it's my friend Nathan um, from Kalispell. And uh, I don't remember, you told me you watched some service, but you basically said, doggone it, everything I need or whatever. Which was right, it? Right. So I, I'd had uh, about a, there's about a month and a half period, this was about three months ago, or three and a half months ago, where I had to make some decisions concerning my children that had some long-term you know, effect, and I was had some anxiety about that, and and you know, I was doing my work and my running my business, and and so I came to the you know what I believe would be the right conclusion. I felt good about it and made the decision at the end of this week, and uh, and it, but it was just it was just not my normal self. I'm usually pretty happy and you know have a good time or whatever. And so anyway, Saturday night I go to bed and woke uh, woke up on Sunday morning and. I had been listening to a lot of messages just because during that time, because I was like, I need a lot of really good input to help me get into the right state and so on and so forth anyway. And so anyway, I woke up, I was still in bed and it just, it almost happened like organic. Like I didn't lay there and think and then say, if I woke up and I go, okay, enough of this shit. It's going to be a great week. It's, it's, I mean, it's literally, and, and I said, thank you, God. It's going to be an amazing weekend. Because I'm a businessman, I think in terms of money a lot. So uh, one of the things I do and have is a construction company. We do a lot of agricultural buildings and like commercial. And so I said, God, I have no idea where it's coming from. But this week, I want to see $100,000 come in. And you're going to do it. And thank you. And then, I, and then I just laid there for a minute and said, and what am I going to feel like when that happens? And it was just elation is the word that came to mind. I just, I felt elation. And like, this is great. So I hopped out of bed and my son had said he wants to spend the day with me. So we went and had a fun Sunday. And anyway, so the next morning, Monday morning, I get, you know, wake up again before I get out of bed. Same thing. I'm like, thank you, God. It's going to be an amazing week. You're going to bring 100K. I have no idea where it's coming from, but I know you got it. And what's it going to feel like? And I, I, again, just closed my eyes for a moment, felt the elation. And so I go about my day. I had a very busy day, actually. By the way, because of what I've been learning, and I'm actually, I'm a slow learner, but I am actually getting it way down in here, not just in my head. This year, I have worked less and made way more money than I ever have in my life, especially in the construction side of things. It's, it's just been amazing. But this particular day, I actually had a lot of work to do and, and some meetings. And so I was driving south of town and uh, 9.15 in the morning, um, uh, that was, I'm getting ahead of myself, 10 a.m. on Monday, I get a phone call from a guy I'd never met before, and it was a referral from another customer of mine. He's like, hey, I wanted some buildings, can we meet? And I'm like, sure. Met at 2.30 in the afternoon for about 30, 40 minutes, and, uh, and he's like, here's what I want. It was a bunch, it was a mini storage complex is what it was, and, and he's like, well, but how much will it cost? And I gave him some rough numbers. He said, when will I have paperwork. And I said, I'll have it in your email tomorrow afternoon, which was Tuesday afternoon. And so uh, I said, by the end of the business day tomorrow. So anyway, 3.30 in the afternoon, he had in his email, I sent him a text. He calls me within 10 minutes and we made some changes and some more phone calls and he's happy and, and uh, we're done you know, for the day, whatever. And so anyway, Wednesday morning is when I had a really full day and uh, which is now, you know, two days after the first phone call. And so I'm driving south of town, and almost exactly 
you know, 48 hours after we talked. The first time he calls me and goes, hey, by the way, I'm actually heading into town right now. I'd like to meet you at the bank because I'm leaving for the rest of the week. And based on what you said, I got to get this pro uh, project moving because, uh, you know, the engineer is going to take a while and permit with the state and whatever. And I'm going to be gone the rest of the week and I'm going to get this moving. So can you meet me at the bank? And I'm like, yep. I, you know, dropped everything I was doing and I met him at the bank. And so literally 48 hours later, which was two days what, three days after I first said what I said, I started visualizing, uh, we signed a contract for 1.2 million and he wrote me a check for a little over 100 grand. And I walked out of the bank and I laughed out loud. I said, God, you are hilarious. I mean, it's just because, it, I mean, and it was that exact feeling that I had, but it was just like, I just, I mean, although I really believed and thought I know him, I know her, I was still, I was just like, this is still just wild, you know, and so anyway. And since then, it's just, I'm more surprised when things don't happen than when they do because, I've, I mean, it, it, my phone just rings and it's not small projects, it's, it's big projects that, you know, I don't get that many big projects or used not to, but now they're just coming to me. And in addition to that, I'm also doing some real estate stuff and, and some other business ventures, but people are coming to me with, that want to give me money that I'm not even asking for. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So anyway. Is that good or is that good? And uh, we're available to go to the Legend Suites anytime you want. <laughs> uh, that's, isn't that good? It's so good to me. It's so good. Now, some of you guys online are like, I don't want to hear the, the prosperity messages. Like, stop then. Like, it's exciting to me. Isn't it exciting? You don't want to hear a testimony of everything going wrong. Um, at least I don't. So anyway, it's just, listen. The reason we share testimony, because testimony still to this day does more for me than anything. It's like, yes, it actually works. God is so good, and he is who he says he is. And he will do it for you too, because you're just as loved as everybody else, right? I, I, I just think so. Uh, anyway, so let's get into this. Um, and I think, I'll, I'll hurry, because I know there's a lot of hot games on and fights on and all the good stuff tonight. And so I know God loves all that. So anyway. All right, so here's what I'm really, really, really just, God's been working on me the, probably the last six months. You've probably seen me share a lot of this, but it's really, I'm like, you know what, Lord? It's like there's something in us that we desire to get back to where we came from, meaning we were birthed from him, so we were perfect and complete, and there's just something about we want to live above the natural, at least I do. It's like I want to live in the spirit, truly, not weird, where nobody can understand my, my language, is because uh, I, I, you probably didn't pray in tongues with that guy, did you? No. No. You, you were moved and in, in, in inspired from within and could communicate in this world, but you know that there's things going on in the spirit where you're, you really, um, if you read Steve Jobs' book, it's really interesting because he says, I, I've learned to bend reality. I think that's really interesting. And I think that's really prayer. That's what we're asking for. We're asking for something, reality to change. Are we not when we pray? And so that's really what we're doing, which is interesting. And uh, I just, I'm, and he's like, Mike, this, you've, the, the one thing I'm so ex thankful for with Bishop Oyedipo in, in our Bible school in Africa is they just made the supernatural very real to us, where, like we just said, the supernatural should be natural, right? And it's not chasing the miracle, whatever. It's learning how to live as sons and daughters in the kingdom, in my opinion, like, how do, we, how do we actually do this thing? Because in, in my opinion, I don't care how many Bible verses you, you know, if you don't know how to make it practical, you know nothing. Right. You, you got nothing. You know, and I've, I've seen people argue themselves to death with the Bible verses, yet they can't function. And I'm like, well, what good was it? Right? Is, is, if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I just like, I would just rather have a life that works than not works, and I know every verse. Personally, um, you, you can learn every verse. It's fine. And that's why it's really, I joke about it, but it's really real. What did they do for 400 years when they didn't have a new covenant? What did they do? And it's so real to me, they would walk by people and their shadow would heal them because they were so filled with the Spirit and love. Isn't that interesting? Wouldn't that be nice? And I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm committed to... to bringing people, not because of the weirdness, like I said, because you can go get weird in a hurry. I want it to just be supernaturally natural where we actually function in life and go, man, I want whatever that is because like, your life works. Wouldn't that be good? 
And I just think we can live above the natural. I really do. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing to me. And so that's what I'm committed to do. And, I, and he's just really sharing a lot of things with me like, oh, man, I used to believe that way. Then I got saved and taught all this stuff. And then it doesn't work as easy. And it, it's so easy children can understand it. So, because we, we were having these conversations this week with so many people online and webinars, like, why would God make it so hard? I go, he hasn't. He hasn't. He made it so a child can understand it. You are making it hard. He made it simple. Like, you, we would never make it that hard for our kids to receive anything. They receive freely because we love them. So, anyway, let's see what I wrote. Religion has separated man from God, the Father. That's why we have 40,000 denominations trying to get you back, Right? Because it, started with, it starts with a false premise. Somehow we're separate from God and we have to please God. Well, that's not birth from above. That's birth from above is I, I come into this world like a child and he provides everything for me. True? If you can understand the natural, you can understand the kingdom. He gives us earthly relationships so we get it, right? So how, how, does, a, how does a husband and wife that love their kids treat their kids when they're newborns? That's how he treats it. He provides everything. He makes everything available for free, right? So anyway... So Jesus tells us, that it's kind of like the life hack, you know, in Scripture. He says, listen, I built this whole thing, and I'm going to let you in on a secret of how this all works. Don't we want to know how that works? And you guys are here, but if I ask 99% of the Christians to go, how, how does it work? It'll be crickets. No doubt. Because I've done it over and over and over and over. And he tells us, he goes, the secret, or the mysterion, the mystery is that the anointing of Christ, the creative power, is within you, not separate from man. It's been hidden for ages, but it's now revealed as Christ in you. The anointing's in you, because they were all fired up about the anointing in the Old Covenant. If you got anointed, your life changed. You also entered into prosperity. You could prophesy. You could see in the Spirit. You could do all these things. Is a touch not, they're like, wow, they're supernaturally protected because they're anointed. You are, in fact, every one of you have the same anointing, and it's in you and one with you, not separate. Isn't that cool? And then he says, here's how it all works. There's nothing outside of a man that defile a man, right? So there's nothing that has any power outside of a man that can touch any part of your life. It's your heart that defileth a man. And he goes, your heart is like soil, if you can understand this analogy, he says. And your thoughts and emotions are like seeds. And whatever you put in that heart will return magnified, harvest. Whatever you dwell on and believe on the inside will be magnified on the outside. Isn't that the parable of the sower, what he says? I tell you the truth. And so, to me, it's really, and then he says, you know what, some, he, he gives the analogy, some are rocky soil and all this. I don't, really, I don't really care to get into all that. Really, what I want to know is, he said, but some fell on good soil and returned 30, 60, 100 fold. Don't we want to get there? And it's really like, how much revelation can we believe that we already have? And I'm just like, Lord, give it all of it to us. You guys okay with that? We want the whole stinking thing. I'm, I'm not willing to give up anything. It's kind of like we were talking about sports. You're like, do you golf? I go poorly. Because I'm not willing to be bad at anything. I'm not willing to take the time to be good at golf. So I'm not golfing. Because I'm like, no, I want the whole thing and nothing else. Don't you want to start living that way? And I think that's what you did. You were just like, doggone it. I'm going to decide what I want my life to look like. I'm going to feel as, as if I already have it. And three days later, you got it. From where you could have been wallowing around begging God. Right? And joining a prayer group. <laughs> fasting yeah <laughs> that's right you're probably eating the the mcdonald's breakfast burritos are wonderful this morning weren't they yeah with a coke it's it's wonderful guys it's really great so oh and i heard uh, my friend kyle i think i think he's from north carolina sorry but he's he sent me this clip it's so good and so here's see we roman says all of creation everything that's been created is waiting for what the manifestation to be sons, like grow up and act like we know who we are in Christ, right? And so he sent this thing, which was so good to me. I'm like, that's so good. And he says, so here's what's happened with the church today. They're looking at created things, kale or whatever. And they're going, yes, if I eat this, it's going to heal my body. And the kale is looking at us going, Please save us because all creation is in bondage waiting for you to wake up. And I'm like, that is accurate. That's totally accurate, isn't it? We're trying to get health from the outside. He goes, nothing out here, not, not the devil, not Satan, not this, not that, not nothing. 
Nothing can affect you unless you believe it in here. Nothing. And I'm, doggone it, I'm getting there. I'm just like, and so some of you guys get freaked out about this, but we were talking about this. I love this kind of stuff, like uh, how life works. If you want to get a book, my kids, so put it this way, parents, they don't pick up the Bible that often, but they love books like this. And so it's how life works. And so let me show you, you guys have heard me talk about this, but here's how prayer works, and it's so good to me. And I'll share what I was going to share. Remind me what I was going to share about the medicine man, because it's powerful. You guys would freak out, like, that's demonic. And no, no, relax. <sighs> There's nothing outside of you that can defile you. So can a demon defile you? Not even close. In fact, I won't even get into that. So, so here's, in a nutshell, how does fail work? Get the feeling. Isn't that what we just saw in the, and that's what you were saying. I would feel exuberant. I'd feel successful. I'd feel so free from these financial pressures. To get what you want, you first need to have the feeling of what you want as if it has already arrived. That's prayer. You may ask, isn't that the same as prayer? It can be, but it usually isn't. Most of us have learned to pray in a different way, such as, God, I'm a powerless sinner and my life is a mess. Fix it. Every prayer group I've been in, that's the way it is, isn't it? I last about two minutes, honestly. I'm like, good Lord. Let me pray for you, brother. No. (laughs) Stop already. I'll handle this one. So... (laughs) <laughs> just because I know by the tone of voice and attitude, I'm like, oh, good Lord. <sighs> Another one of those. So this approach doesn't work, and now we know why. If you're filled with the feelings of disappointment and powerlessness and the belief that I'm a bad person, you create more experiences to match. If your inner core says, I've done something wrong, and Jesus, God's not going to be happy with me, we've started off on the wrong foot. We've started off with the lie of separation. So... Lost in translation. So you ask, if the most powerful form of prayer is to feel the feeling of your wish fulfilled, why isn't that spelled out in Christian teachings? Well, it was, but it got watered down and lost in translation. For example, in the modern condensed King James Bible, John 16, 24 read, ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. So what is lost? Compare this with the original text. And the original text says, ask without hidden motive, be surrounded by your answer. Isn't that what she was saying? I would feel what it feels like to get the check and my imagination created the reality. I'll show you some of the revelation God was showing me today. I think it'll rock your socks off, which is so good. At least it did me. So if it doesn't you, then just humor me and tell me you like my headless chicken shirt. So make me feel good. Um, ask without hidden motive. Be surrounded by your answer. Live and feel as if it's already done is a good way to say that. Be enveloped by what you desire, meaning be surrounded by the whole answer. In your imagination, see, what, see as if it's already real. That your gladness may be full. In other words, feel it all around you, already done. Traditional cultures all over the world acknowledge the power of feeling. The Navajo Indians, for instance, understand that you don't wish for rain. You feel the rain. You give thanks as if it's already arrived. Tibetan Buddhist monks know the most powerful form of prayer is to pray the feeling that the prayer has been answered. And so in his book, Secrets of the Lost Mode of Prayer by Dr. Greg Braden describes his experience in the mountains of Tibet. Braden wanted to know, what is happening when you monks pray? Because they do their chanting, they do their bells, and you know, whatever they do. Is, um, what is happening when you chant? Why the gongs, the bells, the mantras? In a freezing stone monastery at 14,000 feet, Braden asked the abbot, which is the head of the monastery, when you see your prayers, what are you guys doing? What is happening on the inside of you? The monk replied, what you have seen is what we do to create the feeling in our bodies because the feeling is the prayer. Feeling the prayer, that is how life works. Isn't that good? And so what we were sharing, I was sharing you today, I was, I was listening to this, and this is where Christians don't get it. Once you understand, guys, that there's one spirit, there's one name, there's one body, there's no, every demonic evil thing is the misuse of us. Is There's only one spirit. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. It's our fallen mind. If there's evil, we've created it. We believe something that becomes real. That's the second definition of spirit. The first one is pneuma, which is breath, where he's breathed into humans, right? So is there anybody alive that his breath is not in? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because on this one call this week, this lady's like, so are you saying? I said, I'm not saying it. Paul's saying it. Don't accuse me. I said, but let's just use your brain a minute. Do they have life outside of the only life, which is his breath was breathed into man? She goes, yeah, it does say that. I said, so is his spirit in them? Well, no. Wait a minute. His breath, his pneuma, his spirit, 
And if no man's alive unless his breath is in them, then is he in them? And I could tell her, just angry because they, they want to have separation. They want it. It's a fascinating thing. Yeah, but. I said, no, yeah, but. So I'm using your book. I'm using your book. We're going to use your book, not my book, your book. And you're, <laughs> we'll talk about, if we're going to talk about use your book. Let's use your book. And so I was like, well, what happened at, at Pentecost? I go, here's what happened is he poured out his spirit on all flesh so that everybody would know he's their dad. He birthed them from above. Your natural parents are not your real parents. He birthed you from above. And you're loved in the family of God. That's what happened at Pentecost. So I poured out my spirit of Abba, sonship. It's not one of fear. I don't have to fear God anymore because he's like, wait a minute, I thought God was this scary ogre wanting to slap me if I did anything wrong. And he says, I've poured out my spirit of sonship where you can all go, he's my dad and he loves me. You guys get it? That's what we're revealed. That's what it says. So anyway, uh, what we were talking about, this is just awesome stuff to me. Um, and so these medicine men, what they would do to prove they're medicine men. So if I'm coming to your house to go, to go pray for you, and, and let, me, let me just put it like this. To me, I, I equate it to the, the blind man, where the religious people were upset that he was healed, right? Because they didn't heal him his way, their way. And that's really what I see about most Christians today. Like, you're talking about a medicine man? I said, listen, if the lady with cancer is healed, she really doesn't care. She's, she's pretty happy she's healed, is she not? Yeah, but she did it not this way. Like, because you weren't available. If you would heal her, she would be excited you did it your way. But you weren't available. Isn't that true? Because you're busy debating whether that's demonic or not. So here's what they would do, which I think is just bad to the bone, to be honest with you, is they would put their arm in boiling water for 10 minutes and then take it out to show them nothing happened. And then they'd go, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Pray for me. I was like, that is awesome, man. That's bad to the bone, isn't it? I'm not saying you have to do that, but if they can do that and there's only one spirit, how much more should we be able to do that? That's my point. You guys get it? So anyway, all right. So the anointing, the creative powers within, belief does not come by religious exercises because we've all been taught just believe more, faith more, whatever. We're going to make faith simple tonight. It comes by, by thinking on the right things and feeling the emotion as if it's already done, exactly how you want your life to look, Right? And allowing the miracle power of the seed, because he said, if you understand this, you understand how the kingdom works. Your thoughts, are, your thoughts are like seeds, and whatever you place in that heart on a consistent basis is exactly the harvest you're going to get. Right? Doesn't it? So, and I love what Dr. Greg Braden says here, and then we'll go through the scripture that says this. He goes, there's an intelligent field of energy that underlies all of creation. Is it the divine matrix? That's where the movie The Matrix came from. Because there's like, there's something out there that we're all connected. We all know this intuitively, but we have to, we have to listen to wrong teaching to not believe it. We all believe that, really. And, and so, it is the divine matrix that connects all of creation. It's the bridge between our inner and outer worlds, between the thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs, and prayers we create beyond our bodies in the world around us. The divine matrix is the mirror. So, it, the, the matrix responds, is how he said it. I'll, I'll put it in Christian language here in a minute. The divine matrix is the mirror that shows us what we're truly believing and accepting inside of us. Life responds to who we think we are. As a man thinketh, so is he right? According to your faith, be it unto you. Isn't that interesting? So the 30, 60, 100 fold is, how much do we dare believe who we are? I'm trying to get there. <laughs> so anyway, let's go to the next slide. So here's Colossians 1. So let's, let's use your book. Because they're like, he's, he's, a, he's just this guy, Dr. Braden. Is he even a Christian? I don't know, they're healing cancer in four days. Wouldn't you want to know? Right? I would. The Son. Who's the Son? Jesus and every one of you. Because if you're in him. As he is, so are you right now in this world, right? So the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over the people who said the magic words. What, is it, what does your book say? The firstborn over all creation. It's a big deal to a Jew. The firstborn had enough inheritance to take care of everybody. So he's the firstborn of every one of you. He's got enough for every one of you. For in, and that's a preposition in, if, if you say I'm in the house, what does that mean to you? I'm in the house, right? So because you are in 
who? The Son. For in him, and it literally means in with sides, because for, same thing, right? For when you're in him, all things were created. Didn't he just say all creation is combined by this divine matrix? So in him, all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. He's outside the time, is what he's trying to say. And in him, all things are held together. Isn't that what he just said? The doctor said, the whole creation's bound by this divine matrix. So Paul's telling us in Colossians, yeah, he's accurate. So in him, before all things, and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the head of who? All of us. He's the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. He had to be the firstborn. For God was pleased to have all fullness dwell in him. And where are you? In him. So how much fullness do you have? All. Right? And through him to reconcile to himself all things. See how Paul writes? Paul doesn't leave any gray, does he? Whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. You were once alienated from God and were enemies where? In your minds, not true. You were alienated in your minds because you do bad things. So God's got to be mad at me, doesn't he? That alienates you from him, the truth. He keeps no record of wrong. He's perfect love, isn't he? If you've seen Jesus, you've seen how he'll always be for the rest of your life. Was he mad at the quote-unquote bad person? Did he even ask the bad person to do anything? He told the bad person what's already true about them. Didn't he? Isn't that fascinating? So, once you were alienated from God, you were enemies in your minds because you did bad things. So you think, God's got to be angry because if I do bad things, I'm so familiar with this law of good and evil that God's got to respond that way. No, no. No, what does love do? Does love keep a record of wrong? No, it just loves you and forgives you and blesses you and favors you because he can't deny himself. That's who he is. Isn't that interesting? It's the goodness of God that leads you to change who you, who you believe about God. But now, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy, set apart in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. So if you've done something bad, in his sight, are you bad? In his sight, you were without blemish and free from accusation. Is that good or is that good? That is so hard for us to get, isn't it? So are you saying, no, I'm not, Paul is. <laughs> and then the question comes, right? Is it like your friend, you were sharing with your friend, they're like, so why don't, if I can do whatever I want, why don't I just run off and do everything? There's no fear of retribution from God. That's what the question was, right? Now let me ask you something. Does that sound like a good marriage? The only reason I'm behaving is because I don't want my husband to get mad at me. Is that love? That's a marriage made in heaven, isn't it? No, that's, married, that's a married, marriage made in the church. He doesn't act that way, right? And so we, as we were talking, we are like, wouldn't it be awesome that you actually believe that I can do anything? I truly can. And he'll love me just as if I've never done anything without spot or blemish it doesn't make me want to run out and get crazy. This legalism this lady's under is, is she's desiring to go get rebellious because the, the, the law stirs up flesh, right? But once you're free and you go, I can do anything I want. So are you saying, yeah. But I really don't desire to because you realize how shallow it is. It's like there's nothing in it. And it takes the sting away of, of whatever. Isn't that interesting? So you are free you're without blemish and free of accusation. If you continue in this belief, this pistis, this, this, that word's pistis, established and firmed, meaning that I am without spot or blemish, I'm completely connected to him. <clears throat> if you continue in that faith, established and firm, and did not mo- move from the hope held out in the good news, this good news that you heard and that was proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Wait a minute. What happened to the Great Commission? What happened? This good news that you heard has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. 
which I, Paul, have become a servant. So what do we do with that? He says it in multiple places. This gospel has been preached to all the world. Past tense. But we're still looking for the last little guy in Brazil. Then the end will come. We're missing the whole thing. We're missing it. Aren't we? I'm just showing you something. I'm using your book. So that is an interesting thing. Though. Well, that's a whole other topic later. So why do we evangelize? Man, why, why not so people know they're perfectly loved and they can live as a son? Wouldn't that be great? Versus he's, he's going to thump me and throw me and torture me to forever. I love you so much that I've created this thing that in case you don't love me back, I'm going to torture you forever. Sounds twisted, psychotic to me. So, doesn't it? Anyway, you get this? You see what Bragg's saying? So what, what are we, so we're, we're connected by this thing, and what are, what are we connected by? Him. Doesn't it say? We're all in him, and it connects all creation, and all creation's in him. Doesn't it say that? Okay, what's his primary attribute? Love. Love and light, love and revelation, right? So if you're surrounded by love, if you have any thought in love, what does love do? Love responds. That's prayer. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's go to this next slide. Are you getting this or no? I really want you to get this, so I, I gotta hurry. Okay, Matthew, we've, all, we've heard all these, but I wanna make faith really simple for you. So according to your pistis, faith, right? It's, it's persuasion or trust. Be it unto you. So that's the 30, 60, 100 fold. What do you dare to believe about yourself? That's what, what you'll be. That interesting? So Galatians 5.1. Here's Paul to the Galatians, and he's talking to them. Don't get mixed up with the rules and regulations of the old covenant again, guys. He's like, you've been set free from the law. How many of you guys know you are not under the law? You are not under the law. You are under grace. Stand fast in this freedom, right? Stand fast in this freedom wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What's the yoke of bondage? The law. I have to, God's only going to respond if I'm good or bad, right? Isn't that, that what we get? So anyway, for in, that's, there's that word again, for in, where are you in? Jesus Christ. Neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. Here's what he's saying. Your religion's irrelevant. Whether you do something or don't do something is totally irrelevant in the new covenant. You guys get this? Isn't he, isn't he saying that? Circumcised, uncircumcised. Doesn't matter. Because the kingdom is where? Outside. There's nothing outside of a man that can defile a man, but what's in your heart, what you believe about yourself is what defiles you. You guys get this? He goes, circumcision, and he's trying to say, your religious exercises mean nothing to me. It doesn't, that's not how the kingdom works. I told you how the kingdom works. The kingdom works if you have a thought and emotion, you plant it in your heart, and you believe that about yourself. It collapses all, everything, and it becomes real to you in your life. Isn't that cool? In fact, the quantum physics, the observer effect, I, I love this kind of stuff. It says, it says this, it doesn't appear until I look at it. And when I look at it, it, it comes from energy into matter. But it's not there until I look at it. Isn't that wild? It's a bizarre thing, isn't it? So when you know exactly what you want in your prayer, you focus your attention on that, what happens? It becomes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You mean my thoughts create things? Yes. I'm going to show you the CMC squared. I think it will blow you away. At least it did me. I was so excited. I'm laying in bed going, yes, I get it, Lord. I'm, thank you. I'm an Iowa farm kid, and I get this. So... Uh, for in Jesus Christ, you're in him. Doesn't matter what you're doing externally anymore. It's not by works and none of that. But faith, pistis, that word again, persuasion or trust, worketh, if that's the word's energio, it's work. It puts forth power. It moves something from one location to another if you go look it up. Isn't that interesting? So if we move something from one location to another, we've got answered prayer, don't we not? Hey, I want this to change in my life. He goes, here's how it works, guys. See it as if it's already done in your heart, and it'll move it from that potential into your reality. Faith, energio, becomes effective and works by love. Now, it's not your love for him, because that'll put you right back into bondage. Love God with all your heart, soul. How do you know if you love him enough? Because some of you love him better than me. You do, I'm sure. There's always somebody that can love him better, at least proclaim they love him better, right? 
your blow up. We can only love if we receive his love first, right? When, when we have our babies, moms, do they know how to love yet? Not really. Where, how do they love? They feel your love and they go, oh, that feels really good. I learned to love. They love because they've first been loved. Does that make sense? So we cannot love him until we know he loves us. You mean you love me that much? That's when prayer starts to work. How would a, a loving husband treat his bride that he's passionate about? Right? You guys get it? Okay. So it has to come out of love. It has to be, you got to go, how much does he love me? He loves me. What would, how would a loving father treat his bride or a son? How would a, a, a husband treat his bride? Oh, yes. And if I understand that, how much more does my heavenly father understand it? If you understand human relations, guys, you'll understand the kingdom. It's really not this difficult. So Mark eleven twenty four. then we'll go. So I'm just showing you all these places where it's pistis, it's persuasion, it's belief. And it doesn't come from you tonguing it long enough. Because you can tongue it long enough in total fear and you're not going to get anywhere. Does that make sense? It's entering as if your prayer has already been answered. So Mark eleven twenty four. What things you desire? Do you guys desire life? Do you guys abundance? Do you guys desire health? If you don't have health, you really desire it, don't you? And if you don't have provision, don't, don't, don't you really want it? <laughs> that's a natural response because that's, that's who we are. He, he comes to give us life and life more abundantly. So what things, whatsoever things you desire, do you, do you desire what you're praying for? Know exactly what you want. I want 100 grand this week. That's big, isn't it? It's good. So what things you desire when you pray? Oh, there's that stupid word again. Believe, pistu, oh, it's, a, it's just a derivative of, of pistis, that you already have received it, past tense. I already have it. It's really aorist. So it's already happened and I'm living in it is really a better translation of what that is. So if I, if I know what I want when I pray, act as if I already have it and not fake it, guys. If you're, if you're going, just fake it till you make it, that is not at all what I'm talking about, is you use your imagination to feel what you've prayed for has already happened. Like I was sharing with that, lady who was her friend was really having some psychotic issues said see her in your living room talking to you going thank you that you're here for me i feel so good she was that's exactly what happened isn't that cool it's cool isn't it that you already have it then it'll be so the question is how do we do this stinking belief thing isn't it because if we know this is it and uh, this is how the whole thing works so i'll help you all right the first thing you have to do, in my opinion, is you got to know you're a son and daughter, perfectly loved. That can never change. So I would just, I'll help you do it a little bit. We'll go through some things here. Here's what most people still don't do. Decide exactly what you want. Decide exactly what you want. Because it says, when you pray, believe that you have received it and you'll have it. And whatever you desire when you pray, you shall have it so your joy may be full. So shouldn't we desire exactly what we want? Isn't that common sense? To me, it is. So do you decide exactly what you desire to look like. In your imagination, see it and feel it as if it's already done. The, the emotion is the prayer. I'm telling you, that the emotion is energy in motion. So if we're praying in total fear, etc., that just means we got to keep, when those fear things come up, we go right back to go, no, wait a minute. <sighs> okay, Lord, this is what I want. I'm designing my life. And it's really the feeling what would it feel like to be, if you're looking for provision, what would it feel like to be free from financial pressure? What would you feel? Would you feel grateful, like relief? <sighs> That's what you go, thank you, Lord. I thank you. It feels so good to be free and relieved. Thank you, Father. You, you enter into that emotion as if it's already been done, then you have it. You guys get it? All right, so I think you'll see this. Einstein says this, he goes, listen, if you travel at the speed of light squared, which is pretty fast, right? Is he love and light? Yeah, yeah. And it's even faster than this, but Einstein was starting to get it. He's like, if you travel at the speed of light, there's no time. So energy, energia, what we just looked at, prayer by love. What you do or don't do for religious exercises. So your, your hour of prayer does nothing unless you see and feel as if it's already done, right? He's not like, yeah, nice. The, the, the Pharisees pray so they can be heard and look at how long, look how diligent he is in prayer. But that's not what I'm after. Your ex external stuff is not where it's at. It's within, follow me? That should relieve a lot of you. Like you don't have to get up an hour earlier. It's like, how's your prayer life? It sucks. 
That's how I always felt. Like some religious guy at church, the elder would come ask me, like, Mike, how's your prayer life? So I, would just, I started to just lie. I know you're not supposed to do that, but... Because he, he would always brag, wouldn't he? He would always brag about how long he prayed in tongues. So you guys have heard me say this, but one day he's like, Mike, he's honestly asking me this. He's an elder. Mike, how long do you pray in tongues? Five hours yesterday. Oh. Wow, good. Did I pray? I didn't even pray one minute. I just like, get off my back already, right? It is true. I was like, he never asked me again. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Sorry. But... Uh, I was just like, this religious turd, get off my back. I'm like, no, I haven't prayed. I watched the Yankees game again. <sighs> and then I would hear, next service I go, you know, I heard this really famous pastor. God told me, get up and pray. And I'm, I'm watching this football game. I'm not going to say the name because you'd probably figure out who it was. He's like, and I didn't do it. And I watched the football game. And then the Holy Spirit told me later, it's too late. You had to be obedient when I told you. Your time has passed. Famous pastor. I'm like, that is not how it works, right? This is how it works. Lord, thank you that I already have what I desire. I can feel and see as if it's done. Let's go have a party and watch the Yankees game together. Yes, that's what I'm after. It's true. That's how he works. Isn't that awesome? So energy equals mass. Mass equals energy. So here's, as I was laying in bed, I really got this. I'm like, okay, because I'm reading it. I'm like, so I get it, Lord. I'm trying to get it in my little Iowa brain. There's no time and space. Oh, that's a weird one. So before you've even asked, I've answered. He's all sharing that there's no time. Before you've asked, I've answered. So ask. I'm like, God, Lord, you, what, is, what is with this? The first will be last. The last will be first. A day is like a thousand years, a thousand years, like a day. It's really, there's no time and space. And I'm it. Everything you need, I am. And as soon as you believe you are, you have it. That I've already said yes to your prayer before you've even asked. Does that make sense? So, now let me ask you this. And I got it. I was like, how does it collapse time and space? So, let's say you're praying for health. Okay? And all of a sudden, zoom, you're miraculously healed. How do you feel? Relief. Usually I'm like, how would you feel? Oh, I'd feel so, I'd feel loved. I'd feel so much joy. I'd feel so much relief. Okay, so if the physical event, the mass, can create that energy, that emotion, and energy and emotion, if you can create that energy and emotion as if it's already done, it creates the mass. Get it? Goes both ways. Like, that's what they're saying. That's what Jesus is saying. You're divine. You carry this divinity within you. And if you see and feel as if it's already done, it materializes. It collapses time and space. It becomes matter to you. Mm, no, nobody, I got excited about it. So, never mind. So, because <laughs> I'm like kind of like analytical, like just trust it by faith. Lord, I know I'm such a stink pot because I want to know how it works. And he's like, this is how it works. I'm like, oh, yes, I got it. So if you don't have it, it's okay. So just know this. The divine matrix of what he's talking about is his spirit. It's him. It's love, right? We're all connected within him, which is perfect love. So the divine matrix, what we're all connected by, his spirit, which is love, responds to thoughts and emotions held in your heart. So if you require something in love, what does love do? It responds. It can't do anything else, doesn't it? So the spirit literally rearranges the physical. The energy and the emotion rearranges the physical, just like the physical event causes you to go, God, I would be so happy. So be so happy as if it's already done, and it brings the, the physical to you now. That's answered prayer. You guys get it? Please say yes. It's not just lie to me. Just tell me you prayed in tongues five hours. So here's what I want you to do. Is, is, and here's what I just told Jeff this. As I was kind of like laying in bed today, just napping and like, Lord, you, I just let, use these things to just heal people emotionally, physically, as they hear this. I'm going to do 10-minute clips on, hey, if, you, if you're in business, this is what you should do. If you need restoration in relationships, this is what you should do. If you need healing, this is what you should do. And that, that way you don't have to listen to me ramble. But I, I really, I was like, that was just a, Holy Spirit's like, just give them that. Just, just help them. And really it's this, is fill yourself with thoughts, the feelings of abundance, of ah, connect with perfect love because you're in it already. It's just really just becoming like, yes, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just 
Reveal to me, just let me feel you. Let me feel perfect love from my head to my toes. You just, I'm swimming in love. It's going through me and right out of me and it feels everything where I'm at. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When you pray, know exactly what you desire your life to look like. See and feel as if it's already done and it's done. It's real. So I would just encourage you to start doing this. If you need, if you need uh, health, you're not begging God to heal you. Does that make sense? And you're waiting for the manifestation. Like, why is it working? That's what most prayer. Like, I've had everybody pray for me. You don't need everybody to pray for you. It's within you. You can do it. Now, we'll help. We'll, we'll certainly help you. But all, guess what all we're doing is, is, is people that really understand prayer, that when we go, what's going on? And we see and feel as if it's already done, knowing that the physical will conform to the, to the love, the divine matrix. That Does he want people whole? Of course he does. There's not one person in Scripture that went to Jesus that wasn't made whole, that go, I know you're the answer, heal me. That means you're not that special that he won't do it. What's going on? I think you're still begging God, waiting to be healed. I'm not trying to be critical. I just think that's what's going on. Does that make sense? You're like, please, Lord, and you're waiting for it. Where it's feeling and seeing, yes, Lord, thank you. I would feel so free. I'd feel so abundant. I'd feel so loved. Thank you, Father, that I'm whole and vibrant. Thank you, Father. And when you do that on a continual basis, guess what? Those are seeds, those thoughts and emotions that are planted in your heart. It will return a harvest. It will. It can be no other way because love has to respond. And that makes sense to me now. All those scriptures just believe. Well, how do we believe? We believe by seeing and feeling. And to every time those thoughts come like, no. So I've got the symptom yet. It's okay. Thank you, Father. I'm vibrant. I'm whole. I'm so loved. And you, you start to feel it gets easier and easier. I'm telling you, at the beginning, you might seem a million miles away, but just that's prayer. It's not like begging God. It's like, yes, I am loved. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And then we start to bend the physical. We start to bend the reality. And we start to walk as sons. I want to do that. I don't know about you. And uh, we're getting there more and more every day. I just, I just love it because with all these testimonies. So if, you're, if you need financial provision, you don't look at the bills. You don't look at the debt. You're like, oh, my God, I need a miracle. What do you do? What do you do? You see yourself as if it's already happened. Thank you, Father, that your riches are flowing into my life. I would picture a situation where, you know, if I'm talking to my wife, honey, I feel so good to be free. Look what just happened to us. And you see and feel it in your imagination, then you have it. You guys get it? You create this thing in, with your imagination, just like she said. The imagination creates the reality, and I felt as what it would feel as if it happened. So anyway, you can get to your feet. Hopefully it makes sense to you. So... Fill yourself with those thoughts of love, abundance, life, exactly what you desire to look like. Don't give me a laundry list of what's wrong with your life. Does that make sense? Because I know where your focus is right now. What do you want it to look like? Because he answers prayer. He's already, in fact, before you've even asked, he said, yes, I've granted everything you've asked for already. How come it's not working for me? Because you're still waiting for it. As if, it if, as if love wouldn't give it to you. You don't Love gives it to you before you've even asked. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So what you do is you start to, yes, Father. Father, I thank you that your riches, your abundant, your life, your vibrancy, your, your divine guidance, your divine protection, nothing can even touch me. I thank you that that's how I am as a loved son and daughter in your kingdom. Thank you, Father, that you love me that much. Those are thoughts and seeds planted in your heart. Your heart, the subconscious will respond. It has to. It can be no other way. Then you have it. You guys got it? Ah, Father, we just love you. We praise you. Thank you. Thank you that you made us as sons and daughters. Let us just wake up to this amazing truth that you love us that much. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that everybody that's hearing this, that just these truths planted in their heart starts to respond, that they're divinely protected. Is, you know, like we were talking about, Nathan, like John and these, these apostles that really had revelation, they're like, we can't kill this guy. We can't kill him. Paul had it too. He's like, we can't kill him. So John, they're just like, just hide him on Patmos so nobody sees. <laughs> it's fascinating. They walked in that. I'm like, yes, Lord, that's divine protection. Psalm 91 is real. It is real. Religion told me it's not. My old pastor told me it's not. Oh, thank you, Father. Just we get this revelation of how real we really are as sons. Thank you, Father. Just let us, let us begin to see and feel just how good you are, that your riches, your, 
your life, your vibrancy, your divine protection, everything you are is just flowing in and out of us. We can just live in that love. So we operate as sons and daughters, so people desire exactly that. And we can operate as priests for them. We can do it for them. We can see and feel what their life should be for them, and it will happen for them as beloved priests in your kingdom. We just say thank you that you've made us that miraculous, that divine, that much of a son. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. If you need prayer, come on up, guys. Um, but hopefully that makes sense. Is this week, just start to fill your, flood your mind with, I am loved, I am abundant. His riches are flowing through me. It feels so good to be free. It feels so good to be free from pressure. Stand fast in this freedom, this liberty, because that's who I am. You guys get it? Yeah. All right, now go, let's go pray for our teams. <laughs>